Budweiser gets roasted for blatantly pandering to conservatives. Mayor Pete says traffic accidents are racist, plus the combination of crime and chaos boils over in Chicago. All that and more, I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Budweiser and the brand's new ad because the parent company, Anheuser-Busch, is in major damage control mode. The company is in a tailspin, and now it seems that it is taking one bad step after another after another. What started the downward spiral for Anheuser-Busch? The same thing that is plaguing so many other companies around the country. It decided to go woke. That's right, through the company's Bud Light brand, a statement was going to be made so that its corporate equity index could go up. Bud Light's vice president was apparently not concerned with actually selling beer to consumers, but instead changing the image and promoting a woke message. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. So what was this other approach? The bright idea from this leftist executive was to team up with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, who says he is now a woman, but in reality, he just goes around mocking women. Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Thank you. Again, the idea is to sell beer, not go woke. And the backlash has been dramatic. Singer Kid Rock really got things started when he put a video together shooting up some cases of Bud Light and having some choice words and gestures for both Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. But that was just the start. The complete rejection of the brand started to be felt in bars and restaurants across the country. Consumers were saying, no, we don't want this woke ideology pushed on us. We actually like that fratty, out-of-touch humor. It's called having fun. But again, so many corporations these days don't actually care about their product or service. They just care about pushing the leftist agenda. This is how it's working out for Anheuser-Busch. Budweiser Brass claims they were blindsided by the move. Well, they've lost $5 billion in market valuation. Oh, in sales, they've dropped 30%. Even the Budweiser Clydesdales have felt the backlash. Distributors are canceling events featuring the horses that have symbolized the company for decades. Actually, that loss has now hit over $6 billion, and cases of Bud Light are going unused as Americans are choosing other brands. So what is Anheuser-Busch doing about this? Well, for close to two weeks, the answer was absolutely nothing. The company went silent on its social media platforms, while executives apparently were trying to figure out What's wrong with the American people? Finally, after all that silence, the Anheuser-Busch CEO, Brendan Whitworth, put out a statement on Friday afternoon saying, we never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. Now, NBC News interviewed a crisis management expert to get her take on the CEO's statement. Here's her reaction. This message, when you read the tone and the language used in this message, it's written like it's it's almost an ad or you're at a Bruce Springsteen concert. You hear all the language about honor and history, values, military, 
hardworking. It's written in a way that appears to be very non-polarizing, but it seems like it's almost coded to speak to the conservative right. Coded to speak to the conservative right. I'll tell you what that statement was all about. It was a transparent attempt to throw out themes and buzzwords to an audience that Anheuser-Busch clearly thinks are stupid. Those stupid Americans. Let's throw some flags and Americana at them, and then they will start drinking our beer again. The one thing that this corporate CEO didn't do was apologize. I'm sorry for going woke. I'm sorry for not giving our consumers a product that they want, as opposed to what some leftist executive wants. The CEO did none of that. And then came the real kicker. Also on Friday afternoon, the Budweiser brand put out a new commercial on its Twitter account. Again, this was after two weeks of silence. And instead of transgender Dylan Mulvaney or pride flags, it went for what I'm sure the left-wing executives thought were all the themes to get those uncultured conservatives back on board. Here's the ad. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations, willing to sip, share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. Are you kidding me? They actually throw 9-11 in there as a reference in that commercial. It's pathetic, outrageous, and infuriating. To me, this makes a mockery of all those things we do hold dear, and they are doing it for damage control. Raising flags and hands over hearts and farmers and Lincoln Memorial. All the while, the leftist executives are probably saying, Americans are dumb. We'll give them their Americana ad, and then we can go back to being woke. It's not going to work, folks. And why? Because the brand embraced one of the most radical movements out there. Make no mistake, this is not about a man dressing up like a woman or a man thinking he's a woman. If, they, if it were, then go for it. Knock yourself out. No, this is a movement that is trying to shove an ideology down our throats and saying you must not only tolerate this, you must embrace it, celebrate it, and promote it. It's an ideology that is out to destroy women and children. It says that it is okay and fair for a man to compete against women. It's okay for men to use women's restrooms because they say they are women. It's okay to sexualize children with drag queen story hours and shows. It's okay to perform gender mutilation surgeries on children before they really know themselves and without their parents' consent. That is the movement that Anheuser-Busch embraced. That is the cause they decided to champion. Well, Anheuser-Busch, you messed up. And that's why it has cost you billions of dollars. And it is my hope that Americans see through this new ad and the fake apology. Let's continue to hit them where it hurts, the bottom line. Now, I know some people like Donald Trump Jr. are saying not to boycott Anheuser-Busch. The National Republican Congressional Committee also quietly removed a tweet in which they were bashing the company. These folks are wrong. We should and must keep up the pressure. Maybe then they will realize that fratty, out-of-touch humor is a lot better than destroying the lives of children.
All right, next let's talk about Mayor Pete and racist car accidents. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about Biden's Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and his ongoing need to inject race into everything. Every bridge and road and neighborhood is racist in some way. He's always gaslighting and pushing the politics of racial division. Here's Mayor Pete from back in February. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. Yep. All of those ideals that Martin Luther King fought for, equality, colorblind society, coming together as Americans, that's all thrown out the window. Now the left promotes segregated graduation ceremonies, so-called safe spaces where certain racial groups are excluded, college admissions where students can be discriminated against based on race, and of course, hiring practices based on race. Now Buttigieg is taking his racial rhetoric to the notion that traffic accidents are somehow racist. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens, and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. See, we can't just talk about making roads safer, something like that. No. The only thing the Biden administration does is say, how does this affect people of color? That is the politics of division. Here's more from Mayor Pete. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. And we have a, a responsibility to act on that. It's just the same old thing, discrimination and more discrimination. But without this specter of racial division, the left would lose power, and it's all about the power. The left believes that if you keep people divided, you'll keep people in line. That's why you hear these sound bites over and over again. All right, next let's talk about the meltdown that occurred in Chicago over the weekend, and it shows that if you condone bad behavior, if you give a pass to people who loot and vandalize, you will get even worse behavior. Hundreds of teens flooding into downtown Chicago tonight, smashing car windows, trying to get into Millennium Park, prompting a major police response. Within the past few minutes, shots were fired near the corner of Madison and Michigan. Now, we had a news crew on the scene, but they had to move because of safety concerns. I was there a little bit earlier, about an hour and a half ago, and saw police escorting tourists and visitors to their cars in the Millennium Park parking garage. I spoke to a woman whose car was smashed by people jumping on the windshield. She says the crowd began beating her husband as he sat in the driver's seat. He's now been sent to Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Two kids were shot. And what we are seeing is a complete breakdown of family, discipline, and values. Here's more footage of what you would have seen if you were brave enough to journey into downtown Chicago on Saturday. A large police presence could be seen as officers work to clear large crowds from downtown. And new video into our newsroom shows more of last night's chaos. People were seen kicking, passing cars, crowding the streets, dancing on top of parked vehicles. 
And we're still waiting to find out and hear if police made any arrests from this last night. Earlier in the day yesterday, a viewer shared cell phone video showing a group of people jumping on a car. This is just crazy. It's like you need to be in a Mad Max vehicle just to step foot inside the Chicago city limits. Marilek Brandon Johnson did put out a statement saying that he does not condone the violence that occurred over the weekend, but in the same breath, Johnson added that we should not demonize youth, youth who, quote, have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Johnson added that the city must work together to create spaces for youth to gather safely and responsibly so that the city remains welcome to both visitors and residents. Give me a break. Any public space should be a space where youth can gather safely and responsibly. We don't need to create even more spaces. This problem goes back to the home and to policies that enable this kind of behavior. Is it any wonder that businesses are clearing out? No one wants to live in lawlessness, but that's exactly what the Democrats are promoting. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one she gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.